With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh! Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. Coming at you back again on a Tuesday night this time. Deputy Dave. Dave Schofield, deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, along with my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going? Have you recovered from the draft and extra work that you put in with us? Oh, yeah, that was an extra work. That was just fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, well, I was really bummed about Thursday night because, like I said, between I tried to do it in the other room where I could watch the draft, didn't have a good enough connection. Came back into my office, didn't realize that part of the problem was StreamYard just can't handle too many people. So I was kind of lagging. So I did more listening than talking. I missed out on a bunch of the fun stuff. We might have to dip into a little bit of that fun stuff on the set on the Q and a show. Cause I kind of teased it a little bit when you and I were, uh, when, when, when we, uh, cause we also went on live. You and I did, we did the sixth round pick. Sixth round right? pick. Yes, we did the yep. sixth round pick on, on Saturday. Cause um, it was Brian and I and various different things. And it's when it all worked out. So you got some, well, definitely overtime on Thursday with the four-hour show. Now, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we we went live the entire time during the first round of the NFL draft. I thought we were going to cut the shows off at an hour and bring back a new one so people didn't have to watch, you know, four straight hours to get it. But uh, it didn't work out that way. We just kept rolling the whole time, which caused a little bit of um, – the longer these shows go on through StreamYard, sometimes they 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 get a little bit more glitchy. So, but I, I thought all in all it went well. I had a lot of fun doing the draft. I was live, live with you all on YouTube for all six selections of the Steelers in the 2020 NFL draft. That was new for BTSC, definitely new for me. You guys saw how anxious and giddy I was. I just wanted to know who it was going to be. We talked about it a bunch before. I just wanted to know who I could cheer for because the last thing I wanted to do was get my heart set on any one player that like a bunch of those players, several people got set on that are now dressed in purple. So yeah. that's the last thing I wanted to have happen. I know who the Steelers are and I can get excited. So you feeling me? Yes, I am. And I know exactly what paper, what players you're talking about out there. So, um, that's why don't get wed to players. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you have guys you like, 
And, but here's what's crazy. I remember certain guys that I've thought of d- decently in the past. You know, no one I ever got my heart really set on. I remember the, the very first time I ever knew anything really about anybody. Because I was so focused on coaching football back in the day um, that I, I wasn't following the, the college football enough to really know who the Steelers could even take. The very first time I ever remember going into a draft knowing that there was a player that I would like the Steelers to get was in 2004. And I actually watched that draft and watched them draft Ben Roethlisberger and watched that that drama and everything. That was fantastic. That was really my first draft I ever really paid attention to. And uh, and I wanted to see just as much as all the drama and everything I heard about going into it with the uh, other quarterbacks. So I watched it. And like I said, I had caught a Miami of Ohio game that year um, that was on that was on ESPN. I'm like, oh wow, this guy, you know, he's in Ohio. That's not very far. They're saying he's a first round NFL quarterback. He'd be great for the Steelers. Never, never imagined that it would have worked out that way, but it did. But there's been other times where there's players I that I thought, oh, this would be an interesting person with the Steelers. As soon as they're not with the Steelers, I don't really know what's happened to them. Like <laughs> last year, I was asked to pick a player for the Steelers at number 20. I picked Cleland Farrell. Out, um, out of Clemson. He got drafted in the top five to the Raiders. I couldn't even tell you how good of a season he had last year. I have no idea. So, because he wasn't a Steeler. So, unless he was out there where everyone was talking about him so great, didn't really know about him. I'm just happy about these guys that we now know about and we can talk about. So, what we're going to be doing here on this show over the next several weeks is we're going to be looking at what this is the Stat Geek show. We've got to make all of our podcasts a little bit different. So, because we're the Stat Geek Show, we're going to look at some of the numbers associated with some of these players, some of the numbers that they had, maybe some of the numbers that we can expect, and various things like that, um, and work through the the Steelers' draft choices. Now, when it comes to undrafted free agents, that's actually our next show tonight. We're going to talk about those guys in the Q and A tonight. So, for those of you that are in that that are interesting about interested in some of that other stuff, or oh, why didn't the Steelers take care of this in the draft? There is a couple intriguing things that were the of their undrafted free agents that that's that's pretty interesting that you might want to might might want to stick around for that one. So, well, your your knee jerk reaction to the Claypool pick? Oh. um, <clears throat> that one didn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Really? You thought maybe yeah. we could go edge rusher. You thought maybe even middle, you know, inside linebacker or offensive line. But as soon as they made the pick, I knew who he was. He was one yes. of the, like, I didn't follow a ton of guys. I'm not a big college football guy, so I don't follow a ton of guys. But he was one of the guys coming through because I felt if the Steelers went receiver early, they had to get a big receiver. We Absolutely. needed somebody tall, and because you, of that, you either wanted either a big or a ste- or a speedster. And if you could get both, that would be great, right? You know, so somebody Claypool, different than what they already had. Claypool was somebody who was on my radar a little bit, believe it or not. So I'd actually, yeah. you know, kind of looked into him. It's like, hey, he would maybe fit. So as soon as they announced it, I was like, oh, they made a decision. Go with the go with the tall, speedy receiver. Yep. Well, and now here you go. I'm going to bring up a question because I want to bring up something before mm-hmm. I even answer, reply to what you said. And that is Kathy. Kathy's in here about every show. She says, does Chase have a number yet? Officially, no. 83 is available unless Ben Roethlisberger calls him and tells him he's not allowed to use it. You know, he he made uh, that would be Gentry take it off but uh, because of, but because of Heath. But I don't think there's any comparisons there. I don't see them doing that this time. But if you really want to know how much he might like that number, you need to go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because we've got a gem there for today. There was an article today, right? Um, I'm thinking it was just around noon or just before noon by a BTSC writer, Michael Beck. He got an exclusive interview with Chase Claypool and it was on the site today. Now there's not, we don't need, we didn't transcript or anything. We have it on there. You can go on there and click on the audio to hear the interview. It's only about four minutes long. So it's not like you, it's going to take forever. But there it is. You'll only find it on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because that's that's who we spoke to. He asked him about the number. 
He told him he would like to keep it, but he says he's got to double check with the with the equipment manager and all that stuff for the Steelers just to make sure before it's anything official. So that's to answer that. So if you all haven't checked that out yet. I wonder if anyone in the live chat has has checked that out. Um, that that was interesting. So make sure you do that, and I'll I'll bring that up again later on in the show for the for people that might have joined us later and didn't hear it. When it came to Chase Claypool, when he was picked for me, he was definitely on my radar. Yeah, and that and a lot of that is because of behind the steel curtain, not my writing for behind the steel curtain, not my mock draft Mondays. You all, the users and the listeners and the readers at behind the steel curtain, because I even got an email. I can't remember from which user it was. I'll go back and check to maybe give him some credit. Early, this was, I think, January, maybe February, but early, saying, what do you think about Chase Claypool from Notre Dame? What do you think of that for the Steelers? I had to go and look him up, and I said, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I really don't know. And the thing that was intriguing was because he's so big and he blocks so well that before, this is before Eric Ebron, I mean, he's as much of a tight end as Eric Ebron, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, with his, with with his ability, or I don't know about ability, with his willingness to block, I guess yeah. is probably the better way to say it. So he's going to be a wide receiver, but some people are like, "Oh, well, the the Steelers didn't get a tight end in this." Well, they got Ebron. They didn't need a tight end in this draft. It was weak class. So that's one. Two, well, if they, if they have injury problems at the position, you've got someone that you can slide down there. I don't know that you want to ask him to do that right away just because of what you want to ask a rookie to do, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, um, maybe now we've got uh, another wide receiver who could, you know, maybe block like number 86. Exactly. Exactly. And I honestly, I think number 13 can block pretty good. You yeah. Know, maybe not on the 86 level, but I mean, we, wait a second. That wasn't the game you were at with me. I'm pretty sure it was was the Miami game where he had like the two massive blocks on the same touchdown for Deontay Johnson. I'm pretty uh, sure that was I that think it was that was that game where where it was the end of the first half and they were they blitzed everyone and he and Rudolph just dumped it off to Deontay Johnson across the middle who took it the whole way. And I mean Washington, he blocked two different guys on that play. It, yeah, that, that was. I honestly, he's Johnson might have scored anyway, but just seeing those blocks were great. But if you go back and watch, I'm telling you, some of the best highlights of James Washington this past year was his blocking. So, and Juju's not afraid to block, you know, uh, that just came up in the live chat. You know, yeah. we all think when we hear Juju and blocking, we know what we all think of. We think of him standing over number 55 in orange. <laughs> um, that's what we all think about. So, um, there's something that's interesting with Chase Claypool. I'm going to do an article on this, and that is, I. You know me, I'm still talking about one play from two years ago that I love. And I'm still going to go back and look back over that play that I think, wow, the Steelers could do this again. And I'm going to call this my catch 22 is what I'm going to call it because it's a 22 formation, which means two running backs, two tight ends. You bring in Vance McDonald, you bring in Eric Ebron, you have one wide receiver, you bring in Chase Claypool, you have fullback Derek Watt, and you have running back, it could be James Conner, it could maybe even be Anthony McFarland, it could be Jalen Samuels, you know, I don't know if the Benny Snell would be the best for this. Doesn't matter. We'll say Conner for now, but really the running back's interchangeable. You bring in those five guys. How's the defense going to respond in 22 formation? They've got to go run defense. They've got to go run defense. But with those five guys, you could line up with empty backfield. Correct. And you know that's what's, that's what's phenomenal. Yeah. You can line up empty backfield. It, it just has a whole new wrinkle <laughs> to the scheme. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? And if they don't go big, run heavy, oh yeah, they're just trying to get us in that. Then you, your worst blocker out of all that is Ebron. You know, you put Ebron on one side. You put with where, where you put um, uh, Claypool as like an H back there with him, and you put. <laughs> You know, and you put um, Watt and Connor in the backfield, you know, in, in the backfield, mm -hmm. and McDonald on the other end, and you just pound them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically no matter what defense they decide to go with, you're going to switch into a play that, that's going to be the wrong defense. So th- that's the kind of stuff I would love to see the Steelers be able to do this year. And you have to have a different s- style of player in order for that to happen. And that's why I like the the pick of, of Chase Claypool, because he brings something different to the table on offense. Agreed? Yeah, I, I mean, you think about it, he's, he's not just a receiver in the same mold of the receivers we already have. He's big, he's yes. tall, he's fast, he can block. Yeah, and he and you know what else? Not only that, he doesn't drop the ball. Yeah. He's got a big catch radius, he's got a pretty good wingspan. I mean, he doesn't have the disproportional wingspan that I do, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think I don't think he has my wingspan, but I think I got an inch on him as well anyway. Um so, sorry, I just had to do this. Yeah, you can't run the 40. <laughs> I can't run the 40 like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't, even when I was running, like, competitively, I don't know that I could get within a second of that 40. So, uh, yeah, really, really happy with the pick. I think it's interesting. Let's look at some numbers. Hey, real Let's, quick for you, yeah. real quick for you, do I want to uh, – Cree put out there. Do we I think saw the question. David Rich. Last year? Um, as long as seven's taking the snaps, yes, because the yeah. passing game becomes a huge threat again, which is going to open it up for the run. Yes, that's so. – I mean, you need to have a threat. You need to have a threat of one in order to help improve the other. And honestly, the biggest thing that the that the Steelers had before was – after Mr. Butt-Naked Get Robbed didn't come and play, the question was, was there enough of a threat of a running game to open up the passing game for Roethlisberger? Right. Then you have Roethlisberger getting injured last year, and the question was, was yeah. there enough yeah. of a running game – sorry, was there enough of a passing game to help open up the run? And a lot of times, there wasn't. I mean, my goodness, go back and watch the film and the number of times that there was 10 guys on the line of scrimmage. Like, that first – I mean, Grant, the Steelers did score a touchdown, but just that first drive alone, when when Hodges came in against Baltimore, when, when I think back, third down last, came up, they put everybody on the line. They're like, "Beat us, we dare you." Yeah, when I think so. back to last year, um, I like to think of the defense. I, I think mostly of the defense last year from week three on. Okay, um, and offensively, I just picked a few flashes of some plays here and there because most of the rest of the offensive stuff just burn the tape. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just yeah. burn it because <laughs> it's not worth keeping. Well, I mean, and people have admitted the offensive line should do better with Ben Roethlisberger. You're like, really? I'm like, yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, he's going to help. And and. I, and I can't remember which podcast I said this on before is that people is that people have asked, well, does, does Ben Roethlisberger's you say, are you one player away from being great? And is that player Ben Roethlisberger? I'm like, well, here's the deal. Ben Roethlisberger makes every player on that offense a little bit better. And if every player on that offense is a little bit better, that offense is going to be a whole lot better. Yeah. So I think the offensive line could improve. I think we'll talk about that when we get to the fourth round draft pick, because I, I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into some numbers because Wes already threw one out there. He said, mark it yep. down. He thinks Ben's going to have 43 touchdowns this year. You know what? I'd, I'd take that. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's look at Ch- Chase Claypool. He, he now, I don't know if these are his combine numbers, but these were the numbers. This was the his height and weight listed for when he was playing at Notre Dame. His college height and weight was listed as 6'4", 229. I don't know if that's what he measured at the combine or not. I just went with his college stats. His last year of college at Notre Dame, he had 66 receptions, 1,037 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's some pretty good numbers for for a 
big college player like that. Some people wanted to compare him to just one year prior coming out of Notre Dame, Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin, he, and, and which makes sense. He's also 6'4". He's 225, very similar weight. He had 59 catches, 872 yards, and eight touchdowns. So not the not as impressive stats as Claypool, which probably makes sense why Boykin was a third round selection to that purple team, and Claypool was a was a second round selection. So very interesting. So if you wanted to compare that to what Boykin did as a rookie, as a rookie he he only had thirteen receptions for one hundred ninety eight yards, but three out of those thirteen receptions were touchdowns. So. I don't know if that's the best comparison and probably not. Yeah. And, but there's, there's someone else that people were trying to compare him to. That's probably not fair. And if you try to compare him to him too much, you're going to be disappointed. Do you know who they're who I'm talking about? Cause they're calling him Mapletron because he's from Canada. Claypool oh. <laughs> to try to compare him to one, one Calvin Johnson, one Calvin Johnson. Now, Calvin Johnson was 6'5", 236. Calvin Johnson was the number two pick in the NFL draft. Calvin Johnson, his final year at Georgia Tech, and I actually have a Calvin Johnson story about that, um, had 48 receptions. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, that's his rookie year. Had 76 receptions, 1,202 yards, and 15 touchdowns. So if you look at it, Claypool's not that far behind him, but at the same time, that's just statistics. That's you also you got to look at draft stock for that as well, don't you think that's fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. So I don't think people should instantly start thinking of thinking of that way. But if you want to, you got to realize don't get disappointed in a rookie season because even Calvin Johnson, I started to say it, forty-eight receptions, seven hundred and fifty-six yards, four touchdowns. Four, sorry, four receiving touchdowns, and his lone rushing touchdown of his career was in his rookie season. So technically, had five touchdowns, but that's not, you know, tearing up the field as a rookie either. And that was the number two overall pick. Now, granted, he was playing in Detroit, so we have to remember that. So, so what should we expect from Claypool this year? What, what, what do you think? Do you think are we looking at not a not a lot of necessarily receptions, but maybe some decent yards with them? Because he averaged, pretty sure he averaged over 15 yards a catch in Notre Dame. Are we looking for him because of his size as more of a red zone guy? So he might have inflated touchdowns, but not a lot of other stuff. What what do you think? All right, number of receptions is probably the toughest thing for me to think about what's going to be for him. His receptions could actually go up if guys like Deontay Johnson and Juju are back and you know Ben's able to get them the ball because then what happens is his is coverages start to rotate. If he's getting one-on-one coverage at his height and speed, look out. Ben's going to throw him yeah. the ball. Yeah, Ben's going to throw him the ball. I mean, that's why that's why, you know, Martavis Bryant was did so well for us because he yeah. would get that single coverage and was so it was was a big receiver and fast and so Ben would throw in the ball. Um yeah. I would imagine he's gonna go um probably somewhere in the upper fifties, maybe low sixties for catches. Okay. Yard wise Probably 850 to 900 yards. Okay. And I'm going to say probably seven or eight touchdowns. All right. I'm going to look at some stuff with that. Okay. I want to answer a question first. Wes Wes wanted to know how many defensive turnovers we had last year. If you mean takeaways, the answer was 38. So um, if if that's the question you were going for. Um, I cheated. Here's what I did. This is what I did. I'm like, let's. Why am I not surprised? I mean, you cheated. <laughs> you made up your own rules. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, now, well, here's the thing. What, where, those numbers you gave, I would absolutely, you know, love those numbers. Yep. I'm honestly, I, I think he could do it, but I, I think, 
I don't want to go in with that high of expectations because you said I, I'm not necessarily you said high of expectations. Yeah, Again, all that was based off the fact that I think Deontay Johnson, okay, mm-hmm. uh, James Washington, Juju Smith Schuster, if and a healthy Ben, mm-hmm. that when that they're going to find situations that because of those other guys, he's going to get some opportunity. You know, I think he's going to have the chance to inflate his numbers a little bit, his rookie season, because of that. Similar to Juju. You really want to know the truth? Yeah. I agree with you, but you know who I think is going to be the biggest benefit from, from, from Claypool when he's on the field? I think it's Deontay Johnson. I think teams are still going to focus on Juju and not let him get going. And you've got to worry about the tall, big guy. You're going to get get, uh, Dante Johnson on on some skinny posts and things like that. um, I mean, my good. I mean, and honestly, James Washington led the team in reception, or not in receptions, in receiving yards last year. I'm still not counting him out. I still really like him. I think he's a great person. And I think he has has a lot of potential as. As, as, as to continue to grow as long as he gets a good repertoire with Ben Roethlisberger and Ben trusts him. That's the biggest thing that people wanted to see last year. And we never got to see it because Ben got hurt. I mean, my goodness, my goodness. I mean, Deontay Johnson and James Washington should have a fantastic chance to just go off. And if they do, that's just going to open it, you know, open it up more for Clay. And that's if teams are, are paying attention to Claypool. And if they're not, then my Play goodness, Claypool. just throw it to the big guy. <laughs> I oh. mean, it's like it's like me playing basketball in middle school. You know, I was so much bigger than everyone else. All you had to do is just guys didn't have to throw me the ball. All they had to do was take a bad shot, and I was going to be able to go up and get the ball and then take six shots to try to make one because I could just get my own rebound because I was so much bigger than everyone. It's the same kind of notion. Throw it high, let your big guy go get it. And when you got a quarterback like Ben, I think that's going to help. Yeah, if, if if I was Ben Roethlisberger, when when they took Claypool and what they've put around him now, like he, he should have been with that draft, and the first thing he should have been doing was grabbing the Clippers, taking the beard off, and getting ready to go to work. Yeah, I mean, they said he called him right away. It seemed like Ben was pretty excited. So I got to get back to how I cheated. You okay. Here's hey. how I cheated. Uh, well, first of all, you've got to remember that Chase Claypool, out of all these other wide receivers, um, he was drafted higher than anybody. Because even though the Steelers had some other second round receivers like Juju and Washington, he was actually a few picks ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look at that that much. I don't. I don't really either. But also, he was also in a deep class, which means you could be getting a better receiver where you got him. So he might come in with a little bit more. How do I say it? I guess I'm saying, I'll, I'll go ahead and use Lance's word. He might be coming in with a little bit more pedigree. So. But Juju had the phenomenal rookie season. He had 58 catches for 917 yards and seven touchdowns. So even Juju with that killer rookie year, that was just under 60 catches. Deontay Johnson had a great rookie year. He had 59 catches. He had 680 yards, five touchdowns. Now, if you want to talk about who had a bunch of – These are are rookie wide receivers since – 2010 in their rookie year that the Steelers drafted in the in the fourth round or higher because I threw in Martavis Bryant because although we only had 26 receptions for 549 yards he had eight touchdowns and he didn't even play the first four games of the season. Well, and that's so, you, you bring up Deontay and I look at you know you, you said yeah. Deontay the 59 catches for what was it how many 680 yards? 680 all right now just throw in the fact five. Go go to the fifty. Go to the fifty nine catches, which is in, in about where I said Claypool's going to end up. Okay, yep. which is very possible. I I would yep. imagine. Now you're going to get all the extra yardage because he's going to get a lot more deep balls. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I could see that. Or but and because of getting funny. more deep sometimes, balls, sometimes sometimes he's not because sometimes the Steelers are going to be on the eight yard line and throw it to him in the corner of the Correct. end zone, and yes. he's only going to get eight yards. <laughs> So, but yeah, but like Bryant, he had the eight touchdowns. I went ahead and threw two more wide receivers into this mix. Um, the, in 2010, Emmanuel Sanders had 28 catches for 376 yards, two TDs. He was a third round pick. And James Washington, he only had 16 catches for 217 yards and one touchdown um, in his rookie year. But he was a second round pick. I took those five and I averaged them. 
And I said, if we averaged him out and he had this stat line for a rookie year, I think that it would be an accept uh, a spot to say, all right, if he hits these numbers, this is acceptable. And then you read the numbers and, better the numbers, and then let me tell you, okay, okay. Say your numbers real quick. It's 38 receptions. Okay. I think he's going to do more than that. But if we go in with an expectation of 38 receptions, I think that that's okay. 548 yards. You know, that's right around what Martavis Bryant had. Okay. A little bit more. Five touchdowns. I think if we look at that as a starting point, as more as like as like a floor, and getting into your numbers as closer to the ceiling, I think I think we got it really good. I now if he if he, he has those numbers I just said, then he's he's not a bust. But you know, but remember. Then he's just, I think he would just, Juju was the exception. Juju didn't spike his second year. Juju came in strong his first year. All right. So now the only issue I will take with those numbers is, or where I would be say that those numbers are great, fine, and I'm happy Mm -hmm. with, if that makes him the third or fourth receiver on the team. Yes. If that like numbers him, wise, yes. If that slips yeah. him into the number two spot on the team, then that's not enough. <laughs> it wasn't a good year because we yeah. ended up not having a real good year. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up our guy Wes again. He says if he gets 38 receptions over 500 yards and five TDs, he was worthy of a first round pick, in my opinion. Now remember, he wasn't a first round pick, and that's that's something the that Steeler fans are gonna struggle with. I'm not saying Wes was. Wes was saying he's worthy of a first round pick. Right. What Steeler fans are going to struggle with with this draft is, and it kind of happened last year with Deontay Johnson, and that's why I think people don't understand how good of a rookie year he had because people thought of him as a Steeler's second-round pick. He wasn't. He was the Steelers' second pick. They didn't have a second-round pick because Devin, Devin Bush cost two, right. and he cost one this year. So that's something that people are going to forget, that Deontay Johnson was thought of as the second-rounder. They're going to think as Chase Claypool is a first round pick. And they're going to think of, of Alex Highsmith as a second round pick when really that's not what they are. So we need to curb our expectations a little bit, but when you look at these weapons that Ben Roethlisberger has, how can you not get excited? I mean, the biggest thing is we just got to keep a healthy band and we should be, I mean, you got two tight ends, even if only one of them's healthy, you're still in good shape. Yep. And I mean, look at the wide receivers. Yes. They, I mean, you know, and you got backs that can catch the ball. You got a fullback that's extremely good out of the backfield catching the ball. Um, I mean, there's just a lot there. And like I said, to me, I think if I was, if I was Chase Claypool, I would have been pretty excited being, having, you know, being called by the Steelers. Okay. Yes. Because I look at I got a future Hall of Fame quarterback going to be throwing me the ball. Mm-hmm. Look at all these other guys around me. Teams are not going to be looking and say, "Oh, we got to worry about that Claypool guy on every single play." He, you know, he, he's not going to be facing double teams all the time. He could sometimes, but you know, he he has to look at that himself and say, "Hey, there's a chance we're going to have the receivers to spread this thing out, and I'm going to have a chance." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. The, the biggest, his numbers could hurt, hurt just because the Steelers are going to have so many options. Honestly, that's why I, I went with those and numbers. He's, he's talking it out with the question. I throw Cree's question back up on there. Okay. Do you think Claypool? Yep. That one. The, the one trick? Yep. I think Claypool's going to be a one trick pony. No, I do not. No. No. He is not going to be. But I'm okay player. if he is his rookie year. Correct. He's going to, he, the less correct. you ask him to do to get ready to play, the better you're going to be. Go ahead. Correct. That's what I agree. The question, I guess I would say, is I'm guessing, Chris, which trick are you asking? Yeah. Because, see, I think this guy's catching got, touchdowns. I'll take it. Correct. Okay. If it's catching, it, okay. Is it catching, you know, catching jump balls because he's tall? Or is it the fact that he's tall with some good speed? 
you know, what kind of deep threat is he going to be? See, to me, he's already then not a one-trick pony. Yeah. Now, he, I'm with you. He could be for his rookie year. He, we may just use him, not totally, but more in situations where you're throwing him that jump ball, you know, in one-on-one coverage, maybe. But, no, I, I don't see the guy as a one-trick pony. No, I, I don't either. I, I, pre- I mean, especially – back and said the speed. If you said the speed, Cree, then I'm saying no right away because I, I, I think the height would be the first thing I'd lean towards on the one-trick pony. Yeah, well, because – but here's the other thing you got to remember. See, that's what made Megatron so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, my, my first – what I call my first recent game at mm-hmm. Heinz Field – my wife got me tickets Ben's rookie year. We sat in the upper deck on the side the day after Christmas. It was phenomenal. But then I started to go back to games, and it was um, – and I should know the year, but I don't right off the top of my head. Um, and I went with my dad, and I actually got tickets in the lower deck end zone before I had my season tickets, and it was to the game against Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I have pictures of – I mean, and, and Detroit's warming up in our end of the end zone. And I have pictures and, and my dad just kept, couldn't believe it. He's like, that dude is something <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Megatron. He was, and he had a couple touchdowns in that game. They only, they scored all their Detroit scored all their points in the second quarter. And I know we had two touchdowns because I know AB had two touchdowns as well. Um, just to see that guy was just, you're like, how can someone be that big and that fast? So, you know, I don't think Claypool, I'm not going to put those expectations on him. But he has, all he has to do is be, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If he's if he 80% can, of the player that Megatron was, I'll take that, you know, because he was he was yeah. something else. If he's willing to come in and put in the work, I'm never saying going to say the guy's going to be Megatron, but, you know, he, he'll constantly get that comparison. And I'll... To me, if I was constantly yeah. getting that kind of comparison, I'd be happy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, but a lot of this is going to be, it's all speculation. But, I mean, the draft just happened. This is what we're doing now. We're talking about this. We're going forward. A couple things I want to mention to you all. Um, first of all, uh, next show coming up, we're going to be talking about the um, undrafted rookie free agent signings and and some of those. Uh, I saw some chatter about that in the live chat. Just, just wait. We'll get into that next show. Uh, I already had that written down, so it's not like I'm taking your ideas. Two, the Chase Claypool interview, the exclusive interview with interview with Michael Beck from Behind the Steel Curtain is on the website. Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com after both shows tonight, if you're listening live now. If you're listening to this on audio form platform, you should have already had it as one of our podcasts because we have it out as the podcast um, in where, where you hear our podcasts. Um, it's was about a four minute interview where, where he talked with him. It was great stuff. Make sure you don't miss that. Cause that was, that was really, really good. So I'm, let's just say this. There were a couple of receivers from the Steelers that I left off my list when I averaged everything, cause it would have pulled it down. And that was Marcus Wheaton, six catches for 64 yards and no touchdowns as a rookie. And Sammy Coates' one catch for 11 yards and no touchdowns as a rookie. I thought, I thought you were going to go. Really? I thought you were going to hit the way back button. Go back. Oh, with the Lima Swede? Second round no. pick, Lima Swede. No, I, I, you know what? I went, I said, I want to do 10 years. So I went back to 2010. I'm like, okay. I'm not going beyond that. The NFL's changed too much from back then. And then, plus, I knew I'd, that would leave Swede out of it. So then I didn't have to worry about it. So. It's interesting because they drafted a guy that as soon as I saw it, I was like, huh, they did go that route. I didn't know that they'd take Claypool. There was a lot of discussion around Claypool. Um, But the first thing that I said when we were on the show is I have, when if the Steelers are decided to take a wide receiver in that spot, that is one position that I wasn't going to question. Because if they knew what they wanted there, I was good with it. What's funny was this, okay? I understood the second round pick more when they made the third round pick. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You mean the edge rusher? Yes. Okay, okay, because I thought they might go edge rusher in the second round. Yeah. Okay. But they went ahead and went with their wide receiver because they had their eye on an edge rusher who they were pretty confident. They were kind of, round and round. honestly, people still want to know, well, why didn't they take Dobbins? It sounds like they liked McFarland as much as Dobbins and knew they didn't have to take him early. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, if they couldn't get McFarland where they did, they still would have felt that they were okay going, leaving the draft without a running back. Honestly, because if not, then you take Dobbins. Now, now where, here's, where here's so, an interesting thing yeah. to think about, okay? If Claypool was off the board, do you think they still go receiver? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. I don't know that they were locked into the position. I think they, you know. Yeah, right. I think I'm thinking they were, they were more, on offense. I'm thinking they were more locked into the player. They were like, if we can get this wide receiver here, because he, because his physical attributes fit something we really need, we're going to get it. So my thought yeah. is, if Cole pulls on there, I don't think they go. I'm, I really doubt they go receiver there. Yeah. Darren, I'm going to bring this up because if Rich can help me remember in, in seven days from now and I don't wow. get distracted by be, other things, that would be, that fun. Would be a fun Q&A. Let's, yeah. let's, let's try to do that for the Q&A next week where he said, Dave, you should assemble an all-time team of worst Steelers players. That would be hilarious. If we do that, it might not be next week. If we do that, I think we got to have Brian Anthony Davis on that show. <laughs> you know what? He's been bugging you to get on this show. Yeah, yeah. He wants yep. to come on. So maybe we could get Brian in here and we could do that show. And I almost uh, said something to Brian about coming on this week, but, I mean, he did as many podcasts. Um, if not, I think he might have done one more than I did over the weekend because he jumped on with Jeff and Lance twice and I only jumped on once. Um, and he did come on with you and I after all with the one pick that we did. And then he had his show last night. I'm like, that that dude needs a break. So yeah. uh, I, I, that's a good one. We're going to keep that in the back pocket. We're going to do it for a Q&A episode one time. And I think we should do that with Brian Anthony Davis. I, I, I think that's too. the way that to go. Fun. So I, I think, I think that would be great. I, thanks, Darren. I'm already run through my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so it. excited about that. I don't want to talk about the other stuff now. So no. um, I Let's 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 kind of wrap this one up and move on to the to the Q and A show to where we can do our stuff a little bit at the beginning, and um and then we want to I want I would like to have a good bit of the show to open it up to the live chat as well. Yeah. But you did bring up that question, and some people were answering it, and that is, would they have gone a wide receiver in that spot? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people wanted Mims. The problem is I really don't the, – the players that the Steelers didn't take, we really don't know what they thought about them. We know that they didn't think enough of them to take them at the time. Right. So like everybody says about, about everybody says about Dobbins, okay? Well, the question could turn to be, if Claypool wasn't there, maybe they had Dobbins up high enough that that's who they would have taken. Maybe they would have said, well, we'll do this. Yeah. Who knows? That might he might have been number two on their board, you know? Right. And like Wes says, he still thinks that they should have had Cam Akers ahead of Dobbins. I don't know about that. Um, then just all but it all depends on different teams. I mean, look, who was the first running back taken at the at the, with the last pick of the first round? It was the LSU yeah. running back. A lot he was the one that a lot of people had four or five. And they traded but in the getting. No, 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 no. No, they had that pick. Oh, did that they? Was Kansas City, wasn't it? Was it Kansas City at 32? 
Hold on. I think there was a trade before. I don't think yeah, there was. There was right I, I can't remember. Yeah, I've watched so much of the draft. It's all running together. But uh, yeah, there were some trades going on there. Um, and Wes says he thinks Akers is a better fit. And I, I'm not saying I disagree with him. Um, part of there was times I looked at Akers and I thought, wow, he could be the best running back for the Steelers in the draft. There was other times I looked at him and I'm like, nah, I don't really want this guy. But I felt the same way with a lot of the running backs. We'll talk about that when we get to the running back. But this was this was the, J, the 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 Chase Claypool show. Like I said, make sure you get to behindthesteelcurtain.com. You should be checking in there anyway. We've got so much good content. I mean, I just before the show, I got on and just looked at all the articles that we had going, and I said to Jeff, "I'm like, um, I'm not having anything for first thing in the morning because you've got so much good stuff that just needs to get out there." So we've got we've got all kinds of great stuff from from all kinds of writers, all kinds of different opinions coming in. Um, some, some may like Claypool, some may not. Bottom line is, is it doesn't matter how much, doesn't matter how much we liked him before the draft. The Steelers liked him enough to take him. And oh, therefore I love him. What was, was he BPA or who Ben wanted? <laughs> yeah. You know what? It might've been, who it might've been BPA at a position that Ben wanted, but I mean, they've got, I mean, adding Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool to what the Steelers already had without yeah. losing anything. I mean, do you want to, do you want to, I mean, unless you call Nick Vanette a loss, you know, a tight end, which yeah, not really, I not really, you know, right there, Ben should be happy. And then we'll, we'll see how other things work out. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's what I said. I I like to think that players might be good, but really, I've learned, especially towards the top, you know, I'm going to trust the Steelers. That if they didn't want someone, it must have been. It it, it must have been because. That's what they wanted. I, there's only been a very few times when the Steelers have gone to pick, and I'm like, you know, they're. I'm pretty sure they're going to take this guy here. Um. I remember saying to my wife watching watching the draft one one night, uh one night, one year. Um, I'm like, I'm like, Bud Dupree was supposed to go higher than this. I, I'm like, I wanted somebody else, but I'm like, but they gotta go Bud Dupree here. And they did. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm like, if they don't take Ben Roethlisberger, they should, yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's happened. Then other times you're like, what? What? You know, Artie Burns, I was like. Because I remember I was listening to the radio, and they're like, well, th- I think the Steelers are going to take Artie Burns here. I'm like, nah, that's not what they're going to do. Yep, that's what they did. I, I mean, I wasn't big on the Terrell Edmonds um, pick at the time. Um, still not overly big on it, but like I said, he's a he's a freak athlete. He has a chance to grow into it. Also, I thought it was interesting that they didn't draft a bunch of underclassmen. Yeah. It's almost like they didn't want to take time. Wanted They didn't want to have the extra time for the guys to develop. So... Um, well, and especially not, and especially mm-hmm. not getting to do as much, you know, because of being quarantined, so to speak. Here, you know, yeah, not getting a chance to spend more time talking to or getting to know some of those younger, those younger guys. Yep. And Thaddeus, I'm not going to click it up because it just scrolled past me, but he asked a question about: Do I think uh, Clay's, um, Chase Claypool means that they're not going to spend the money on Juju? I don't think that has anything to do with it. I really don't. They were going to take a wide receiver in this draft just because they do every year. So I don't know that that's what that means. I wouldn't read into it. Um, I'm hoping that we see a Juju contract here before the, before the season starts. Um, Cause now I think would be the best time to do it. Remember the news today was the article that I wrote TJ Watt. They did exercise their fifth year option on him. So he is guaranteed to be a stealer for two more years at minimum. And some people think next year's the year to sign TJ. If you can do it to where it's a big signing bonus and that first year isn't that big of a cap number, then oh well. If not, you might even want to think about a franchise tag or something um, because you really want to break the bank with TJ when Ben's off the books. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this one up. Let's get to okay. the Q&A and talk about some of the other stuff going on. Uh, anything else you want to say before we roll on over? No, just um, again, um, that second round pick. Being the Steelers' first pick, I thought it was a good pick. Yeah, and for all of you here in the live chat, if you're if you're doing it 
on your computer, it's right there to hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching on your phone, all you got to do is close out the live chat. None of it goes away. It's still going to be there when you come back. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the live chat again, and everything's right back there for you. So we would really appreciate it. If anything, the best thing you can do for us is to just like the show. That really helps us out with everything we have going on. Um, make sure you're tuning in to our other podcasts throughout the week. We're back to our normal schedule. And definitely, you don't want to miss. I have no idea what time of day it's going to be. I should check in with them and see. Um, you don't want to miss the debut of Tony Defio's show on Saturday that he will now be doing a Saturday show. So we've got our regular lineup going with the standards, the standard tomorrow night preview on Thursday, Lance's. Yeah. I said it Friday, Tony show on Saturday, Homer and hater Sunday, Brian and Tony's Q and a Monday, and then back to us with stat geek on Tuesdays. So stick around here on YouTube for a few minutes and be, be ready to jump in. And tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.